So I recently had duck for the first time since I was a little girl because I had determined that I don't like duck because the only time I ever had it was, and believe me, this memory was vague, but I verified it with my parents recently. My dad had shot and prepared a meal of mandarin duck. So I called him recently to get this memory of the meal and he too recalls that it was very gross, tasted fishy which there's just something about that comment that induced my gag reflex and oh, still kind of does. The reason I was calling him was a friend of mine's son had died a year ago and a few of us got together on the one year anniversary of his death to honor his memory. We went to a restaurant he and his fiance frequented and one of the things he loved at that particular restaurant was their duck. So most of us at the table got that dish in honor of him, including me. Yes, I pulled up my big girl pants and got my brave on and prayed that duck did not actually taste like my childhood memory of duck. And I'm happy to say the duck in celebration of our friend John was delicious. So it got me thinking about thought because I wasn't quick to try that dish again after the hideous duck consumption when I was a little girl. And though the memory is vague, I determined in that moment that I don't like duck. And I think that's true of many things for us, right? I try something once and I'm like, "Mm, nah, I don't like that. Liver. Liver is another one for me. I was anemic a couple decades back and my doctor and my Chinese medicine acupuncturist both implored me to start eating liver. There was nothing about that organ meat that sounded good to me. So I was like, no way. You can infuse me with iron. You can poke me with needles all day and every day, but I will not be eating liver. So then fast forward to this decade and a holistic practitioner in Kansas City recently says to me, hey, I know you were anemic at one point. If you ever struggle with that again, I've got a way that I prepare chicken liver that I think you'll really like. Or you can go to this restaurant, they prepare it really well and you still get the same nutrition and the iron benefits, but it's not disgusting. So I did. And guess what? They were delicious. So my point here is, I think we all have experiences or we have a thought or make a decision that we don't like something, or, you know, we carry from childhood, like Adlerian psychology, Adolf Adler or Rudolf Dreikers, I can't remember which, said, when we're children, we make decisions about the world and they become beliefs. Then we become adults and we somehow still have these beliefs, despite the fact that the reality of the world we live in as an adult is slightly, if not vastly different than the one we perceived as a child. And he went on to say that when we were children, we wore baby clothes or we wore children's clothes. But now that we're adults, we don't wear those clothes anymore. Yet we still have or wear the beliefs we determined as children when we wore those baby clothes. And it's really true how oftentimes the things that we learned as children really don't align with us as adults. What we learned as children was limited. We land on a belief as a child and then we carry it into adulthood as if it's still real for us. I learned as a child, money is this, and therefore that's why I think money is bad. I learned as a child, men are this, therefore I think men are weak you know, and on and on. Women are this, marriage is this, homeless people are this. We learned all these things. And by the way, this happened to me or this happened to my parents when I was little. Therefore, I believe this culture is bad and these people are bad. And we just hardline these things and we say, that's just how it is. Not to mention most of our beliefs we formed as children were handed down to us. They aren't even really our beliefs. They were our parents' beliefs or our teachers' beliefs. So we embraced other people's thoughts as our own and kept those thoughts as true for all this time. 
or we had our own experiences and we made a decision in those moments about the result of that experience and continue to hold on to them today. Like eating poorly cooked duck that tasted grossly like fish and me saying, yep, I hate duck. I don't like liver. I don't like duck. Now, I will have to say that if I had a choice between liver and another dish, I will likely choose the other dish because liver still is not my favorite thing. But I have a new relationship to it. I'm making a choice based on more and better information than sticking with, nope, I hate liver. Or, nope, there is no way liver can be delicious. I had all these preconceived ideas about liver before even tasting it well prepared. Or the duck. I was convinced all duck must be disgusting because it was once disgusting until it was prepared well, and I realized I was wrong. So this thought about hardlining what we do and don't like, whom we do and don't trust, that's all thought. It's all thought. The hold it has on us is the hold we allow it to have on us. I allowed the consumption of liver and duck to repulse me for decades, until I had them as an adult and I could make a different decision about them. This is an important thing because I think we have to do more of this, open our minds, free ourselves from the things and the decisions that we made a long time ago, or even the things and decisions we made yesterday. What if we could loosen our need to define what we like and don't like? Because in this very moment, do you really know if you hate driving in convertibles because your long hair blows in the wind and doesn't feel good on your face? You used to hate that. But what if tonight you went out driving and loved the feeling of the cool wind blowing your hair around? Do you then still hate driving in convertibles? This thing you've said over and over again for the last 10 years? You see, I think we make up our minds too fast and too often. And I can hear it now. Well, if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for anything. What? No. If you don't stand unbendingly for something, you are open and free to experience new things in any new moment. And the fact that we use the past as a barometer for what we feel, what we believe, what we want now, just think about that. If you really deconstruct that, it doesn't make sense. Every moment of now is an opportunity to feel something new, think something new, do something new, experience new perspectives on things that you once allowed your mind to remain limited with a strong statement like, I don't like them because... Our whole respective worlds, our own personal life experiences could become better, more fulfilling, less painful, more joyful if we could loosen our grip on drawing a line, planting a stake in the ground. This do or die belief that is simply thought to which you've given a great deal of meaning. So this week, I am assessing things I once made a strong, hard line decision about, and I'm trying to look at them differently. I'm trying to look at them objectively. I think the world could use a lot more of that objectivity for the way we see ourselves and the way we see others. We don't wear baby clothes anymore. Maybe it's time to retire some of the beliefs we adopted and the decisions we made when we did. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>